Hey guys, Jade Silvertongue and the director for the Code Reaper podcast here. We are so excited to bring you season two of Code Reaper. We have definitely learned a lot from our last season. It's 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 been interesting, but we are getting better and we are still learning every time that we record. Um, we do have a new voice actor this time around. You will notice her in the first episode. And then on. It'll be very fun. Um, I did want to announce that um, um, season three, which will be coming out April 23rd, we know this for a fact, we're already recording it, we will be launching a Patreon. On our Patreon, you can find funny bloopers. Um, my team and I were thinking of taking videos of us trying to record because I don't, yeah. Some, sometimes we, sometimes we're funny, you know. They can be funny sometimes. Um, this may be a very, um, kind of, I would say it's, it's kind of a dark podcast. You know, like, it, it's meant to be a fictional story. But there are some topics in this story that may or may not be slightly prevalent in today's world. But despite the dark nature of this podcast, all of my team, we, we have so much fun. Um... And they always come in with smiles on their faces. And it's, yeah, I think you guys want to see that. But um, on our Patreon, we will also be having merch that um, will be released early. And some merch that will only be released to Patreon. We might do, like, some deleted scenes that I was going to add. Because sometimes when you write, you just get in the flow. And then you're like, that should not be there that spoils too much or that doesn't make any sense and so you just gotta get rid of it but you know maybe maybe our patreon will be getting those deleted scenes that will never be shown anywhere else because they're not going anywhere (laughs) so yeah um we will be likely um advertising that plenty on our instagram which you can find at code underscore reaper underscore podcast and um once the Patreon link is available to us, we will most likely be editing every single description of all of our episodes to put our Patreon in there, so you can probably find it there. Um, if you'd like to support us on that Patreon, then just keep an eye out. I, I'm pretty sure it won't be that difficult to find it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just want to give another thank you, or if you're new here, welcome, and enjoy Season 2 of Code Reaper. Chapter 1 The Dueled Okay, go! Through the vacuum of space, space rocks cluster together. They float aimlessly until they collide with something else, ending their own lives. One space rock in particular has been around longer than the rest within its cluster. That rock is known as the Dueled. It's famous for lasting as long as it has, wandering through the sp- wandering through space, nearly avoiding demise for trillions of years. This space rock is no ordinary rock, unknown to many. This space rock is a transportation for the trade market, the largest stack of illegal substances in the universe. Using only GPS locations that must be programmed into a ship's compass, the dueled hides the trade market very well from authority figures. That is, most authority figures. Jade steps off the hatch with her hands on her hips. The never-ending movement of trade markets has never been something Jade looks forward to in this experience. 
Jade feels an arm wrap around hers. She looks to the right. Flora's face is lit up like a star. Wow, this is amazing. Flora bounces on her toes in excitement. Remember to keep close to me. This isn't a safe place. She steps forward, pulling Flora alongside her. Trotting alongside them, Ark coos at anyone passing by. The duel has many winding corridors, making it easy to lose any kind of authorities. However, it also makes it easier for one to get robbed. Instinctively, Jade pulls Flora closer, wrapping her arm around her. Jade had only grabbed her jade blade before they had left. She's still only dressed down to sweatpants and a tank top. She feels slightly vulnerable, but she saw no reason to change. She feels Flora lean closer to her, making her cheeks feel warm. So where are we going? Flora asks, her eyes gazing at anything they can find. Jade turns another corner that leads to a single brightly lit archway at the end of a long corridor. Right here, actually. Then we'll probably go shopping for new clothes. Flora's eyes widen and sparkle. She beams up at Jade. Really? You mean it? She pulls Jade forward, trying to pick up the pace. Jade allows Flora's hand to slide down her arm until their hands interlock, and Flora pulls Jade toward the mysterious shop. With plenty of effort, Jade and Flora push a huge canister of glittery blue liquid in a large glass container to the orca. They push it to the mouth of the giant whale. Orca, fuel up. Jade commands. The eyes of the orca light up a beautiful blue, and the orca opens its mouth. Small mechanical hands reach out to the glass chamber. Flora watches with awe as the glass chamber disappears into the orca's mouth. Your ship is truly amazing. It's as if it has a life of its own. She reaches out to touch the ship. It wails in response, flapping its side flippers in excitement. Jade smiles at the ship. I try to treat it as such. She reaches out to tap Flora's shoulder. As their eyes meet, she gestures back to the winding pathways of the duelled. How about we go explore a little bit? since this is your first time off of your planet after all. I know a few good places we could look for clothes and food if you want. She holds out a hand to the princess, who gladly takes it. I want to see everything. They push through the door and are immediately surrounded by many racks of clothes. Holding her hand tighter, Flora leads Jade throughout the different lines, looking at everything around her. Jade picks out two clothing items and hands them to Flora. Try these on. Okay, yep. Lifting them up, Flora gives the clothes a judgmental stare. Then she drapes them over her arm and smiles up at Jade. Jade drops 19 gold coins in the store clerk's hand, then takes the four bags worth of clothes off the glass counter in front of her. Flora leads the way out of the store and back toward the ship. Jade warns. Flora stops in her tracks and looks back to Jade. Jade quickly catches up to Flora, and they walk to the hatch. Orca, open the hatch. With a wail, the hatch begins to open, and Jade leads the way up the stairs and into the hatch. Jade reaches for the pad to open one of the matter reconstruction doors. 
With a smile, she looks back to the hatch. At the bottom of the steps, a dark figure leaps off the bottom two steps and begins to run off. However, there is one problem. Flora is draped over its shoulder. She screams. Jade! She reaches out a hand, and her smile falls from her face. The bags held within her fingers drop to the floor, leaving all kinds of clothes to fall out of them. Jade draws her sword and dashes after the dark entity. Flora! Sword drawn, Jade follows the screams of Flora through the winding back roads of the duelled. Sharp corners and lazy pedestrians slow Jade down. People scream as she walks by. Dark Elf! Everybody run! Cries ring in her ears as people begin to run away from her. Multiple people bump into her, slowing her pace drastically. Despite Jade being the tallest in the area, she begins to lose sight of Flora's captor. Jade is knocked side to side until her own legs lose balance. She falls to the ground and her sword slides out of her hand. People begin to kick it around, separating her from her jade blade. She begins to crawl after it, only to have hands roughly grab her and press her into the ground. Stay down! You're under arrest, Dark Elf! Jade cries out, using all of her strength to flip herself over. She kicks the officer off of her. Under what orders? She sneers at the officer as she climbs back onto her feet. She feels something stab between her shoulder blades, and a heavy pulsing echoes through her bones. She screams as she falls back to the ground. Three more officers climb on top of her, each taking a limb. They pull her hands behind her back, and the clasping of handcuffs restrains her. Jade makes another scream as she fights against the officers. Damn it, get off of me! She writhes and kicks in defiance. More cries sound from right above her, and the guards' hands loosen their grip on her. She looks around to find them scattered all along the floor of the empty courtyard. The handcuffs around her wrists unclasp, and she jumps up, flying to find her sword. She falls onto her back and slides backwards as she gathers her senses. Whoever set her free must want something from her, or worse, wants to have her for themselves. A cloaked figure stands where she was before. Poking out of the cloak, four blue arms are crossed in front of their chest. Jade sneers up at them. Who are you? What do you want? She hisses. Her sword is pointed at the cloaked figure. One of the four hands reaches for the cloak. As it's pulled back, pastel pink hair falls down to her waist. She uncrosses her arms and puts her hands on her hips, revealing her feminine nature beneath the cloak. There are gold plates covering her chest, and a golden loincloth covers the front of her body, revealing only the outside half of her muscular legs. Large golden boots climb up to her knees. I'm going to help you get your little friend back. Her voice is raspy and rough, yet very feminine. Jade's ears and cheeks burn, and she clumsily picks herself up off the floor. Jade sheaths her sword and crosses her arms in front of her. That didn't exactly answer my question. What do you want from me? The blue woman smiles confidently. I know who you are, Jade. Jade's eyes widen. Who is this woman? How does she know who she is? 
Do you know who I am? Jade shakes her head. Regretfully, I do not. Well, my people fought in the Great War, alongside yours, against the Grandmasters. She explains. Oh, my race is already a dying one. However, we were annihilated with you. I was the only survivor and have kept an eye on those who survived. I know everything. Jade raises an eyebrow. Oh, and how have you done so? With a swift tug on her cloak, she reveals the rest of her hidden figure. It is covered in different eyes. Jade gasps in awe. I am the daughter of Sildre, the one who gave you the Reaper Sword after you almost died fighting your first mage. My own powers resemble his. I have kept a close eye on you. Jade's shoulders relax at the mention of Sildre. Her father was a kind man. Not only that, he was a genius and a very formidable ally. His unique powers allowed him to see anything with the thousands of eyes all over his body. They would reach the furthest corners of the universe or the smallest speck of dust. They were truly extraordinary. Then you, you know everything? Jade whispers. The woman nods. Yes, I am very aware of Olary's treatment of you and your daughter. I am here to help you in any way you need. I wish to annihilate the Grandmasters, just as you do. Jade smiles at the woman in front of her. Well, if I'm going to receive your assistance, then I'd like your help getting Flora back. She draws her sword once again and rests it on her shoulder. What's your name, soldier? As the woman pulls her cloak back over her shoulders and clips it around her neck, she smiles at Jade. The name's Quill. Thank you so much for joining us in this episode of Code Reaper. If you would like to get some more content, we do have an Instagram at code underscore reaper underscore podcast. Um, hopefully we'll see you in the next episode, I guess. Um, and always remember, we march for our friends, we stay till the end. For those whom we love, we protect all above. As we push even deeper, we march for Code Reaper. I'm Jade Silvertongue, and I'm signing out.